Hello, fam, and welcome back to another episode of The Gear Room. I'm your host, Drew. On this week's podcast, I will be discussing Springfield Armory's Hellcat Rapid Defense Package, Arrows Precision's new ECP-9, and Scorpion 6 Knives Ordeal with PayPal. Let's gear up and dive right in. All right, first up to bat on this week's podcast is going to be Spring for Armory's Hellcat uh, Rapid Defense Package. So it's their new package that they're offering from uh, Spring for Armory in regards to their their micro compact, as I like to call them, their Hellcat now. I'm not usually a fan of Springfield pistols. I will admit that the only Springfield pistols I really enjoy and like to shoot are going to be their 1911s. I feel like they do a good job on those. Uh, other than that, I'm not really a big fan of the Springfield pistols, like the Springfield XDs and stuff like that. Never, never was a really big fan of those. But they have done a really good job with the Springfield Hellcat line, and now they're adding to that lineup with a Rapid Defense package, also known as the RDP package, or or RDP, a Rapid Defense package. Now, back in 2020, uh, the Hellcat won Guns and Ammo Pistol of the Year. Uh, I couldn't remember which one it was from last uh, last week when I kind of uh, discussed uh, Springfield in general. Uh, I couldn't remember what weapon uh, had won uh, the best uh, best pistol of 2020, but it was their micro compact. That's the way I like to classify them. Their micro compact uh, Hellcat that's going to be shooting nine mil. Now they're adding to that family with uh, the Hellcat Rapid Defense Package, and I wrote an article about it for the Loadout blog. Uh, so I'll give you a quick rundown, and I will also give you... Uh, I haven't shot this pistol yet, so I have no I have no opinions on how it shoots. Um, if I did have an opinion on how it shoots, I would give you my opinion, and I would tell you to go from there and try it out for yourself and see if it works best for you. That's the only thing I could do. Um, my opinions of shooting the original Hellcat, I have, I have had... I've had a opportunity to shoot the original Hellcat, got a little tongue twisted. Uh, and my opinions of it is a really, really, really good pistol. It stacks up there with the SIG 365XL, stacks up there with the, the Glock 48. It stacks up there with all those micro compact pistols that they're coming out with. I call them micro compacts because they're usually just single stacks uh, in a smaller package. Like the Glock 48 is literally a Glock 19 size pistol, slimmed down. Uh, to to this uh to be a offset uh offset single stack or I think no it's just legit single stack uh magazine on that one so that's why I consider these these I'll call micro compact pistols in my mind um but let's get into the article here but like I said my opinion of the original uh Hellcat that I actually did shot I re- I really liked it a lot it was really tame on for a smaller package uh for a smaller weapon system you expect there to be more muzzle flip like there is with the Glock 42s and the Glock 43s. Uh, that muzzle flip wasn't really there. Uh, that aggressive felt recoil on the recoil impulse wasn't there also, which was a nice change of pace. It's actually a really tame shooting firearm for the most part. Uh, like I said, within the vein of the SIG 365, 365XL, Glock 48s, and uh, pistols of that nature. All right, so uh, jumping into the article here. Uh, yesterday's social media was a buzz with Springfield Armory's launch of their new uh, Hellcat Rapid Defense Package, or RDP for short. Uh, 
The new Hellcat features a threaded barrel with a self-indexing compensator, a Gen 2 trigger, and, and the new Hex Micro Red Dot from Springfield. Uh, Springfield also provides manual safety versions for shooters uh, interested in uh, manual safety. Overall, Springfield has put together a stiff competitor and the micro compact market of pistols. Uh, below is the press release uh, from Springfield Armory on the, on the introduction of the Hellcat RDP. Uh, like I said before, uh, it's just adding to the Hellcat family and you're getting a pretty solid, you're getting a lot of features. Uh, at a really, really solid price, while which I'll go into a little bit later. So what you're getting with this, you're getting a compensator, right? A threaded barrel with a self-indexing uh, compensator, right? A Gen 2 trigger, so I'm assuming they approved the trigger on it, uh, and the new uh, micro hex red dot, which is really, really nice. So you're getting a, a really, really fully loaded pistol here at a actual, actual, at an actual really, really good price. Uh, everything that it comes with is, is super dope. I don't know what they really mean by a Gen 2 trigger. I probably, they probably made some improvements. I thought it was a pretty solid trigger. The first gen, it had a, a decent upcake, good, solid break, nice reset. Um, the only thing I really didn't like from the original ones, which they, which they kept with this one is the U shape, uh, the U shape rear sight. And I don't know why I just don't like it. I don't like the U-shaped uh, the, the rear sight. Other than that, I thought it was a really good pistol from Jump Street, and it continues on with that uh, with that lineage and legacy with a uh, with a RPD, RDP. I'm sorry, not RPD, RDP, RDP. All right, I think I hope I'm saying it right. It sounds like I'm saying it wrong in my head. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get down to the press release from Springfield Armory. Springfield Armory is proud to introduce an exciting new variant to its wildly popular Micro Nine Hellcat. The Hellcat RDP, also known as the Rapid Defense Package, the RDP is deplete is replete not deplete it's replete with features that make this high capacity ultra compact pistol even more versatile. The new Hellcat RDP builds on the success and the popularity of the original Hellcat OSP Micro Nine with additional with the addition of a 3.8 inch threaded barrel and included self-indexing self compensator. Compact and capable, the compensator vents gases from the barrel to slightly reduce muzzle rise and felt recoil. Made of lightweight 8082 aluminum, the compensator features a patented, patented self-indexing mounting system that ensures the port is correctly oriented every time. This means it is a breeze to install or remove with no needs or shims or with no need for shims or tools, which is a nice feature because a lot of compensators that you have to put on, they either need tools or shims to kind of make sure it, uh, the compensator is centered. Uh, so having that feature is going to be a, a nice change. So it's easier to put on the, the compensator and take it off. All right. Uh, the Hellcat reshaped the way people view, <clears throat> view what a CCW pistol can be. Now the Hellcat RDP is taking that performance of the slight of, of this highly capable pistol to the next level, says Steve Kramer, vice president of marketing for Springfield Armory. Also debuting today is Hex Optics by Springfield Armory. Direct mount, direct mounted on the slide of the Hellcat RDP is the is the all new Hel is the all new Hex Wasp Red Dot utilizing Spring Springfield Micro footprint. Made popular by the Hellcat OSP, the regularly built uh, ISP IPX7 waterproof rated wasp features an aluminum body and an and an anti 
glare coated glass lens. Sorry, people, seeing if I can read today. And its low mounted design means it can co witness with the handgun's fixed trinium luminescent front sight and tactical tactical rack U notch rear sight. So you get a new optic. It's uh, IPX7 waterproof. I think that means it's only waterproof for like a few feet for like 30 minutes. I don't know what IPX7 is. Or I think that IPX7 might be splashers, but I'm not sure which one it is. Um, it, it, uh, co-witnesses, which is nice with the, with the sights, with the iron sights of the, of, of the Hellcat. So you have a co-witness, you have co-witness sights and a red dot, which is nice. So it all works together, which would make sense because they made the optic for the Hellcat RDP. So it means it would make sense that it would be co-witness with the red dot, which makes life a lot easier. So if you do ever lose that red dot, you have co-witness, you have co-witness iron sights that you can use. Uh, like it's, like I said, it has that U-notch rear sight, which I'm not a really big fan of, but you know, that's kind of like to each his own. Uh, I prefer having uh, a blacked out rear sight and like a tritium front sight or you know things of that nature so that's usually the setup i like uh, but that's just my preferred preference uh, we are excited about the introduction of the hex optics for self-defense market built to the same standards of quality and performance you have come to expect from spring for armory hex precision crafted optics offer exceptional value and are backed by a lifetime warranty continues steve kramer the hellcat rdp also features a low an optional low profile and pedestrian manual safety located at the rear of the frame and the new Gen 2 Hellcat trigger. The new trigger offers enhanced ergonomics for a wide range of hand sizes uh, for an even more comfortable shooting experience. With all these features, plus the handgun's oppressive 11 and 13 round capacities, the Hellcat RDP is a formidable cutting edge self-defense firearm. Now we're going to get to the price, which I think is a really good price for all this stuff. The new Hellcat RDP will retail for $899 MSRP, which is a great price for a feature-rich pistol with a red dot and a compensator from Jump Street. And I agree with that. I agree with that assessment. Uh, we've, we will see how the other manufacturers will respond to the strong outing from Springfield. What are your thoughts on the Springfield Hellcat RP, uh, RDP? Uh, let me know in the comments below or even let me know in the comments of this podcast if you have shot it if you've heard about it and what your thoughts are on it like i said for 899 that's a pretty feature rich pistol you have a red dot on it you have a compensator on it you have an 11 and 13 round magazine the red dot's co-witness self-indexing compensator so you can take it on and off whatever you choose a better trigger compared to the Gen 1. I wonder how they improved that. I wonder if they made the reset a little bit shorter, the, the break a little bit crisper, and the uh, tac, uh, having that tactile and all reset. I wonder if they improved those things a little bit better. But for $899, that's a great price. Like, it makes me really interested in getting one myself. Uh, I'm a really big fan of my uh, 365XL with a red dot that came with a red dot that was a little bit less than that. I think it was like $750. For my 365 with a red dot, um, 365 XO with a red dot, I think it was like a little, it was either 750 or 750 plus tax. So 899 with two magazines, 11 and 13 round, a red dot and a compensator, that thing is ready to go from Jump Street. You don't have to do anything to it. You just got a ready to go micro compact pistol for CCW use, which I think is a nice, uh, 
which is nice. I think a lot of these pistol manufacturers, a lot of these companies uh, are getting smarter in the sense of they're giving you, they're understanding what the market wants and needs. More more what the market wants uh, and what people are looking for. And people are looking for red dots are really becoming popular on pistols. I think that's a new hot trend that's going to continue to keep going. And people like to compensate their uh, their concealed carry pistols because they're usually smaller frame pistols. Uh, so they like to have a little compensation on the front to help with that muzzle rise and that uh, felt recoil. And I think a lot of pistol manufacturers like Springfield are going to accommodate this more to where you're going to have pistols like this just ready to go from factory and jump street to where people have to put less money into them. And I think it's a really good idea because I don't like that's why I bought my 365 XL because I bought it from factory from Jump Street for everything I needed. I just had to carry and go. Yeah, I yeah, it's kind of yeah, I don't mind putting aftermarket parts on a pistol, but if I can get a pistol ready to go from Jump Street with everything I want in it without adding to it and saving myself money in the long run and just paying a bigger price up front makes my life so much easier. Makes my life so much easier. That means I have to do less. That's less investment of money in the long run because okay, Let's say I buy and let's say let's say I buy a Glock 19, right? And I buy not Glock 19 MOS so I can put a red dot on it. So now I got to pay for a red dot. Paying for a red dot is going to cost me anywhere from 200. I'm lowballing here, but let's stay within these figures here. Anywhere from 200 to 500 dollars. Actually, anywhere 200 to 700 dollars, because I think a. Trigicon SRO, which I'm a really big fan of, is like $699 or $650 or something like that. So we're going anywhere from $200 from the low ball to $700 from the top tier for a red dot, right? To put on to mount on top of your pistol. Let's say I want to get a, a, a compensator. So that means I got to buy a new barrel, right? So I got to buy a threaded barrel and a compensator. Let's say I want to go, doesn't Killer Innovations make one? Yeah, Killer Innovations, I think that I know they make a threaded barrel. I'm not sure they make a compensator. But let's say I wanted to go uh, threaded barrel compensator. So I got to buy a threaded barrel. That's going to cost me at least $250. Then the compensator is going to cost me like another 90 to 100 bucks. So now I'm already on added stuff. If I go to the high end, I'm already a grand plus into just outfitting my pistol with extra stuff. And on the low end, I'm out like $500. So then that's just a rough estimate. I'm doing math for Marines there. Cause you got like 200 plus two plus another 250 that's 450 plus yeah so it's like 500 600 so it's like 600 to like 1100 price range to add on stuff to my to 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 my weapon to get it to, to to my pistol to get to where i want it to be that's not even adding to the fact let's say i want to be a little bit more gucci about it and i want to go dynamic weapon solutions and have them do uh have them do uh Threaded barrel, uh, not threaded barrel, but uh, slide serrations and uh, slide cuts and all that other stuff go fancy. That's going to cost me another four hundred and some dollars. So now I'm almost fifteen hundred dollars into this pistol. Doesn't make any sense. You know, what I'm saying I'd rather spend nine hundred, almost a thousand for everything to come with it than to spend extra money on it. So I think uh, the Hellcats pistol and like the 365 XL and all these other weapon systems a uh, pistol 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 weapon system that are coming ready made from the factory with everything that you need are going to be more of the trend i hope uh and we'll see how it all plays out but that is the springfield armory hellcat rapid defense package also known as the rdp 
All right, so let me know what you potentially think of that in the comments below. I Like I said, I think it's a really good pistol. And I think it has a lot to offer. It could be up for a handgun of the year again, just solely on the fact, and I, that would be kind of unprecedented in my mind, having a, the same but different, same, same but different pistol uh, win handgun of the year for uh, guns and ammo. Because uh, when you think about it, it's pretty much the same, same pistol, but it's just, it's just upgraded, right? Um, but yeah, that's the Springfield Armory a Hellcat RDP. Uh, next, we're going to discuss Arrow Precision's new ECP9. Stand by, guys. All right, now moving on to Arrow Precision's new uh, ECP9. So the ECP9 hasn't launched yet. It actually launches tomorrow, March 3rd, uh, from Aero Precision. Now, I don't have much details about the ECP9. Back at SHOT Show, not this last year, but I think it was SHOT Show 2019, because we didn't have SHOT Show this year, uh, last year. Uh, at SHOT Show, like a like about a year, year or two ago, they previewed the ECP9 uh, on the shot show floor and you got a chance to look at it it's like any other pcc it's just done with arrows flavor right uh so there's not much known about it like i was saying before uh what i do have from arrow is that arrow did a uh the most commonly uh asked questions about their new ecp9 and i will go over some of that stuff the more pertinent stuff that i find uh, I'll go through every question, and if I find out if it's pertinent or not, I think all of them be pertinent, so I'll just go through all of them. Uh, I think there's some, like about 10 uh, most commonly asked questions from it. Uh, like I said, there isn't much about it uh, itself. It's just more answering the questions of what to expect with this new ECP-9. Uh, they're also doing an ECP-10, which is going to be shooting 10 mil, and that's the one I'm really interested in. Uh, I don't know when they're going to be coming out with the 10 mil one. The only reason I know about the 10 mil version is because the firearm blog did a video about it and I watched it. And I think 10 mil is a really phenomenal round. I'm a really big fan of 10 mil. Uh, I have a 10 mil 2011. Uh, I I also do want to either buy the CMMG 10 mil that they have a pistol uh, PCC that they have, or I might end up buying arrows a 10 mil PCC pistol. Uh, or also known as the ECP 10. Uh, so let me give you, uh, the quick rundown from my article. Like I said, my article doesn't have much to it. Just has more of the question and answer from arrows upcoming EDC nine. Uh, I'm sorry, not EDC, not ECP nine. Um, that's, that's upcoming tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow we find out more about it. Uh, so you're kind of getting a little if you're listening to this podcast either today or tomorrow. So you're kind of getting a little heads up of what's going on and what to expect from uh, Arrow Precision. This I'm a big fan of Arrow. I've bought many of their products. I've never really had any issues besides one. That'd be another discussion uh, when it comes down to, to to their products. It's not a knock against them. It's just I think probably more of a Q&A situation, quality assurance. But let's uh, run this down real quick. Last week, Aero Precision announced the release date of their newest pistol caliber carbine, the ECP-9. ECP stands for Enhanced Carb Enhanced Pistol Caliber, which will be chambered in 9 mode. The new ECP-9 will be available for purchase on March 3rd, 2021, a.k.a. tomorrow. So you'll have a couple uh, um, 
so it's uh, right around the corner. Much uh, isn't known about Error Precision's new ECP9. So Error has released a FAQ about the ECP9 on their website that I will post below. In my article, I posted below. All right, so question numero uno. Do I need a gas block and gas tube for the ECP9? No, the Error Precision ECP9 operates on a straight blowback system. It does not require a gas block and gas tube as traditional found in other AR-15s. Which makes sense. Most, uh, most, excuse me. Most uh, PCCs usually run after off of direct blowback systems. There's a few that don't, but for the most part, most run off of uh, direct blowback systems. Uh, it finds, I think, it's a little bit more reliable for, uh, for those PCC, uh, for those pistol caliber carbines, uh, that are out there. Is my ECP not compatible with AR9 parts? Uh, from other manufacturers it depends we recommend using all arrow precision parts in your ecp to avoid potential co compatibility issues but the ecp is compatible with a variety of different parts so yes and no like i said it's all going to depend uh for question number two is my ecp9 compatible with ar9 parts from other manufacturers i'm going to say yes for the most part and they kind of say yes but no it kind of depends i wonder if I think a smart idea for them to do what Arrow should put out a list of what part, not what parts, what companies parts would be compatible with their stuff to make, to kind of ease it in for people to make it a little bit easier for people to look for, to know what to look for in regards to what's going to be compatible, but what's going to be not compatible. I think just giving consumers that little extra information that heads up would be uh, greatly appreciated from, uh, from the communities, from the community as a whole and potential people who want to purchase uh, this ECP-9. What calibers can the ECP-9 receiver set accept? The ECP-9 receivers are compatible with 9mm and 40 Smith & Wesson. All right, so 9mm and 40 cal, that's going to be compatible with, okay? Now, what magazines are compatible with ECP-9 lower receivers? ECP-9 lower receivers uh, are compatible with standard Glock 17 and 19 pattern magazines. Uh, I'm assuming all generations. So Glock 17, Glock 19 max. So if it, so, what I would probably do for this is get the 32 round. Is it 31 or 32 round Glock magazines? It's one or the other. I'll probably get a couple of those for that and then just rock out with that. I was about to say something else, but I had to edit myself a little bit. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so yeah, Glock 17, Glock 19 pattern magazines, right? Uh, what handguns are compatible with the ECP-9? Oh, what handguards? I'm sorry, not handguns. <laughs> that was a complete misread. Misread. My my apologies. What handguards are compatible with the ECP9? The ECP9 accepts most AR15 barrel nut slash handguard combos that are compatible with mil spec upper receivers. Okay, so whatever you're trying to use. It says accepts most AR15 barrel nut and handguard combos with that are compatible with mil spec upper receivers. So I would say the majority. Yeah, I would say the majority. I, I don't know how to really classify that. I would say yes for whatever you're thinking of. If you want to put an arrow on there, yes. If you want to use like Midwest Industries rail, yes. If you want to use a BCM rail, I'm going to say potentially yes. It says accepts barrel nut and handguard combos that are compatible with Milstack upper receiver. So anything you want to put on there, I would say yes, you can use. It says accepts most. I don't see they they get me with the vagueness. I understand they're trying to say they're not trying to say what is limited, what it's not. But when you say most, I start 
going through a list in my head of different type of handguards from different manufacturers. And I'm probably I'm assuming like, yeah, that that should work. That should work. That should work. That shouldn't work. So I have no idea. But it says most. So I'm assuming like the ma the major manufacturers like BCM, Geisley, Arrow from themselves, Ballistic Venge, which is their sister company. Uh, strike rails. I'm assuming like those common AR-15 barrel nut slash rail combos should work according to them. I'm just thinking they're probably the popular ones are going to be there. Midwest industry is another one that I mentioned earlier. Um, will the ECP nine accept 10 mil and 45 parts? No, the ECP nine is a caliber Pacific and is only compatible with nine and 40, 40 parts and components. 10 and 45 parts and components will be launching in the future. Like I told you, they do plan on making an ECP 10, which I'm all about. Uh, what does ECP stand for? We kind of went over that enhanced, enhanced pistol caliber. Uh, can I shoot my ECP, ECP suppressed? This is a very good question because a lot of people like to shoot PCC, uh, PCC suppressed. Um, Yes, you can. As long as your suppressor is rated for the caliber you intend to shoot and you do not use a Nielsen device slash booster assembly as the ECP uses a fixed barrel. So, yes, you can. Uh, just got to make sure it's the, it's the proper caliber. Duh. You don't want to be shooting a out of caliber, uh, out of caliber suppressor uh, on a nine mil. So just make sure it's an it's a nine mil can you know, that you're, that you're using and you should be fine. Uh, you don't, uh, you don't use a Nielsen device or a booster, so you don't need that if you have that because it comes with a fixed barrel. Uh, what is the re recommended buffer weight for the ECP? It's a uh, 7.7 .7 ounces. Uh, how does the ECP function? The ECP utilizes a direct blowback system, which directly uses the kinetic energy generated from the discharge of the cartridge and pushes the bolt back and cycles and, push the bolt back and cycle the action. What is a last, what is a last round bolt hold open? What is a last round bolt hold open? Okay. For people who don't know that, like when you have with most AR 15s, Oh, well, with all AR 15s, with all AR 15s, what you're going to have on that last round, the bolt's going to hold to the rear. So you can expect and see that it's clear. You can tell that you have an empty magazine so you can reload. AKs don't have this. So I have a lot of customers that shoot AKs for the first time and they're, you know, they're going bang, 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 or they're running on automatic and they go click no bang. And they're looking at the gun for a person who's more experienced with an AR looking for a bolt hold open. Now you can, there's magazines, uh, steel magazines, I think that I can't remember what company makes that has, that allows for a last round bolt hold open that you can, uh, type of AK mag, but AKs don't have a uh, last bolt hold open. Um, sometimes um, <clears throat> some uh, some PCCs don't have last uh, last round uh, last round bolt hold open. Uh, I'm trying to get it right without getting my tongue twisted. Uh, some of them do. Some of them just aren't reliably do it. Uh, this does have a last round bolt open feature. So the bolt will lock to the rear after the, after that magazine is done shooting. So yes, it does. Uh, what makes Aeros Precision ECP uh, lower parts kit special? Aside from not including uh, parts already installed on the lower receiver, each ECP lower parts kit uh, that in, 
uh, that includes a fire control group utilizes hardened trigger pins to meet the higher demands of blowback AR platforms. Now, this is one issue that you run into with direct blowback platforms, especially out of like AR9s and PCC calibers. Uh, some people have worked around it and manage it better, like the SIG uh, MPX. Yeah, the SIG MPX. Uh, it's the MPX I'm thinking of. Yeah, the SIG MPX. The yeah, the SIG MPX is uh, one that has kind of worked around that with these direct blowback systems. If you ever see a direct blowback gun shoot, it's really rough and it's really violent, uh, and it really beats up parts a lot faster uh, when it comes down to the internals. When it comes down to a lower receiver and stuff like that, it really beats them up. So having uh, harder uh, harder trigger pins and everything's built a little bit better within a lower receiver is going to make that gun run a lot better for a lot longer. Uh, direct blowback systems just beats, beats up guns, man. Um, yeah, they just beat them up. That's the best way I can explain it. Uh, what muzzle devices will work on my ECP-9 barrel? Uh, the larger bore diameter of 9mm requires a Pacific 9 a Pacific 9mm requires a 9mm Pacific muzzle device that allows proper clearance for the projectile. You will also need to ensure the muzzle device is the appropriate thread pitch for your Pacific 9mm barrel. All air precision 9mm barrels use one half by 28 threads. So that's common stuff. All right, so they answer some really common questions. It's nothing really special here um, when it comes down to it. Uh, what I think are going to be nice features is that it's going to have last round, last round bolt open, bolt hold open. That's going to be nice. Uh, reinforce or strengthen trigger pins and stuff like that for the lower parts kits is going to be nice because like i said those direct blowback systems beat up ar9s and pcc platforms for the most part like i said besides for like the sig mpx and the and probably like the banshees from cmmg they really don't uh beat their weapons up as much uh as much as others does uh, that's going to be nice uh having it having the ability to suppress it's going to be nice Knowing that they're going to be coming in, coming around with a 10 and 45 version of the ECP-9, which would be the ECP-10, to be nice. Uh, it's compatible with any much uh, with 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 uh, with ever handguards you're looking to put on it. For the most part, uh, it's going to take standard Glock 17 and Glock 19 mags, which everybody has, which that's going to be nice. You don't have to buy any extra mags for it, so I'm pretty sure the aftermarket mag pull mag should work for it, and the ETS mag should work for it, along as with along with the standard uh, Glock magazine from the manufacturer. It's going to take 9 and 40, uh, and you can use other manufacturer's parts for it. So if you want to put a different trigger in, things of that nature, you should be do, able to do that with ECP-9. Like I said, it's going to be available tomorrow, March 3rd, 2021. Unbeknownst, is the price. I do not know the price of this, and I'm curious of how much it's going to run. I say, estimate, this is going to run about a grand. This is going to run about $800 to $900. I think it's either going to be $899 or $999. It might be $1,000, like $1,000, like right out the door, like $1,099. Uh, so my rough estimate I'm giving, these are my estimates, high and low ball. It's going to be anywhere from $899 to $1,100 for this rifle from factory, complete, from Arrow. I could be completely wrong on that. Um I think Arrow usually makes pretty fair prices and they, they make very, very good weapon systems. Um, in my opinion, they make pretty good, they make solid rifles. Uh, 
So I I don't I don't expect anything. I don't expect anything half-assed from them. I expect a pretty complete and feature-rich rifle that's going to make a lot of people happy. Obviously, it's going to come in different uh a different barrel lengths. So if you want a shorty, if you want a full size, or if you want an intermediate, I'm pretty sure you're going to be accommodated on that situation. When it comes down to this ECP nine, uh, but yeah, that's Arrow's uh kind of question and answer for the ECP nine. What to expect from it? What to look for it from? So one more last time roundup. Uh, it's going to be direct blowback system. It's going to be c- capable of taking AR nine parts and parts from other manufacturers. That's included lower receiver uh, and upper receiver. It's going to take Glock uh, nineteen pattern magazines. I mean, not Glock nineteen, Glock seventeen, Glock nineteen pattern magazines. Uh, they are going to make a ten mil slash forty five variant. That's going to be the ECP ten, but it's going to be down the road. You can shoot it suppressed. It's going to have last uh, last round bolt hold open, and yeah, that's pretty much about it. That is pretty much the roundup for the uh, Arrow Precision ECP9. I'm looking forward to find out more about it. Hopefully, I can get my hands on one and shoot one. I'm not with any of these uh, influencer programs or anything thing like that, so if I do buy, I'm going to have to buy for, buy for it out of my pocket. And money's kind of tight, so that's an expensive proposition. So we'll see how it all plays out. But if I can get my hands on one, I will let you guys know my thoughts. Now it's on to the last topic of today, which is going to be uh, Scorpion Six Knives and their whole ordeal with PayPal. The last topic of this week's podcast is going to be the whole ordeal with Scorpion Six Knives and PayPal and Venmo. Um, now, before I get into this topic, I wanted to I want to say something. I kind of wanted to sus- discuss something before I get into the nitty gritty of this. It seems like I talk about these type of topics a lot. All right, I was talking about my first podcast I ever did was discussing HR one twenty seven. I discussed the whole ordeal with uh, Tommy Bill Tactical versus the ATF. And the reason why I discuss these things is because they need to be discussed, and I know. It kind of dives into the political aspect of things. I know people get tired of politics and stuff like that. And I get that. And I, I understand that sentiment. And the thing about it is that when we discuss firearms, it's unfortunately inherently political. Uh, I don't like to bring politics into it. I wish we can just discuss firearms and just be about firearms because I love the community. I work in the community. I support the community anywhere I can. It's not about a popularity contest with me. It's about supporting and defending our rights. That means First Amendment, Second Amendment, all the amendments. And right now, because our rights are in threat so much and our rights are in threat and our our rights and our liberties and so many things are, are threat are being threatened right now by politicians and by people's mindsets and about people, the way people are doing business. Is I think is important. I like to bring these things to the forefront because we have to speak out about them. If nobody speaks out about them, then they're just going to fall by the wayside. I think big or small, every issue needs to be talked about. Like Scorpion 6, I didn't know Shane from Scorpion 6 until um, my buddy from uh, Kill Flash Photography let me know what was going on with him. And then I reached out to Scorpion 6 and I started talking to Shane, the owner, who runs Scorpion 6. And I got more details about what's going on. I asked him, was it okay for me to talk about everything? Um, I talked to him limited and briefly. And I know people get tired of me kind of like 
probably running my mouth about this stuff. And I kind of get tired of running my mouth about this stuff, to be honest with you, because I want to talk about more than this because I created this podcast to reach out to new shooters who want to learn more about shooting, who want to learn about the first firearm they should buy, the first rifle they should buy, the first shotgun they should buy, what they need to do concerning training wise, how to educate themselves within those regards. That's one of the main reasons why I started this podcast. And I feel like I get trapped into talking about stuff like Scorpion 6. And it's not a bad thing because I want to bring light to it. I just don't want people to think I'm losing the focus of why I started this podcast. This podcast is here for the community. It'll always be here for the community. I don't care what anybody thinks what I have to say. I know people have the stuff that I say that people might disagree with or some people might agree with it or, you know, people people might think whatever people don't want to hear whatever don't want to really hear what I have to say because I'm not calling on the war I'm not Iraqi veteran 8888 I'm not Grand Thumb I'm not Haley I'm not whoever else they they want to look look towards I'm not Mr. Guns and Gear uh I'm not you know Jerry Mitchlick you know I'm not uh uh you know Texas Plinkster and all these other people who are phenomenal YouTubers and make phenomenal content and who have really valid points and really articulate arguments and i'm not denying them anything and like i said i'm just trying to i'm just another dude talking to a microphone letting you know his feelings about what's going on in the world of 2a and in the world of our country as general because they all apply to each other and like i said i'm not trying to be inherently political and i'm not trying to focus on these type of issues all the time but I have to speak up about them and I have to talk about them because they're important because the only people that's the only thing that Noir is going to talk about and the only thing that Eric Vera is going to talk about, they're going to talk about the big stuff. They're going to post about this stuff. They're going to post about the smaller stuff and say injustice, but they're only going to focus on the big realm stuff. But this smaller stuff is the stuff that we need to watch for because if we continue to allow this type of mindset to persist and this type of, this erosion that is happening on the corporate side when it comes down to how people do business is going to be dangerous for us all in, in, in a nutshell, because what's happening is the Biden administration said they already want to ban the, the online sale of firearms and ammunition. That's going to hurt a lot of people uh, with the industry. He's already, he's already trying to hurt the firearms industry as it is. And if we allow this persist and we don't take a stand against these things, it's only going to get worse. And that's why I'm bringing this whole issue up. And I know I'm kind of getting in. I'm kind of running my mouth about this whole matter because I can get long winded about it. But I wanted to bring it up first before I talked about the Scorpion Six situation, because it's important and everybody should be. Take take notice of it and should be pushing this, not this idea further, but. They should have this conversation further than it already is here. It needs to be spoken about more. And it, not, it needs not to be forgotten. And we need to galvanize around each other and we need to support each other in these times. Um, because I feel like the knife industry is just like the firearms industry in the sense of like it's all about self-defense and protecting yourself. Is You know what I'm saying? It deals into it flows into hunting, you know, because when you when you uh when you kill a deer or something, you're going to have to skin it, you know, cut it all down and put it in a cooler so you can save it, save your kill. 
you know what I'm saying? So like knives and hunting and knives with along with hunting and rescue and all this and self-protection falls into the firearms family. So that that family falls in together. So you need to support each. We need to support each other. Right. You know, one fight. And that's why I'm bringing this all up is to say that I know it gets a little I get a little long one about this stuff. I know I talk about this stuff a lot, but this stuff is important. And if I don't talk about it and I don't say anything and then it persists to get worse and everything just falls, everything continues to crumble around me. And I said nothing. I would take that personally because I had an opportunity. And I know only 18 people listen to this podcast because it gives me the analytical numbers. 18 people listen to this podcast. I don't care. For those 18 people that listen to this podcast, thank you. For those 18 people that listen to this podcast, if you could tell one person about this podcast, it would help. All right. But that's why I want to discuss with the Scorpion Six Knife situation. So actually, let me get into that and get off my 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 train of thought here uh, in a sense. And let me get into the, the meat and potatoes. So last week, Scorpion Six received an email. OK, let me give you the 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 30,000 foot perspective of this okay so the the macro perspective so scorpion six knives had did a fundraiser for <clears throat> charities in texas regarding the the big texas winter storm that went through the went through the midwest and went through texas that caused a se- severe freeze in texas right so scorpion six what they did they was like all right we want to help the communities and charities the communities and charities of Texas. So they found a couple of organizations that they wanted to donate to and they did a fundraiser. He sold some knives, did did an auction, sold a couple of knives, uh, put that money in and that money was to go towards these charities. Now, Shane end up, end up amassing 6K to give these organizations. I don't know if he's going to split it directly down the middle. I never asked him that question, but he, he earned 6K for these organizations. And he went to go try to start, you know, writing up checks and starting to put this money where it's putting his money to these organizations that he had promised these charities. Right. And then PayPal suspended his account and Venmo locked him out. Just what it seemed to him randomly out of the blue. Now. Shane and Scorpion Six, Shane, a.k.a. who owns Scorpion Six, have been doing business with PayPal for five years. When they proceeded to lock out his account, Venmo told him they were reviewing his account and he wouldn't have access to it. Now, the thing about these two things that happened, one. It's unclear why they suspended him, but they do kind of clarify. And I'll read that here in a moment. They they do kind of clarify why they why they locked him out, which I think is complete and utter bullshit. Uh, two, uh, Venmo doesn't really let him know, but he doesn't have access to that money for potentially up to 180 days. So up to six months, he has no access to that money for the charities that he made for these Texas uh, for these Texas organizations. Right. That he wanted to give to. Now he has no access to that money. He said he was going to still give the money anyway. It was going to be directly out of his pocket. He was still going to do. It. And I commend Shane for being a man of his word, being a good man and taking a loss and a hit because. PayPal. And Venmo are being complete douchebags. So. He doesn't know why he he's locked out and Venmo sent him not Venmo. I'm sorry. PayPal sends him this response. And this is PayPal's response to the whole situation. 
Dear Shane, my name is Paul and I work in PayPal's Office of Executive Escalations. Your concerns were recently forwarded to our office that so that we may assist you. I attempted to call you on Friday, February 26, 2021, but you were on, we were unable to reach you. I left voicemails identifying myself and I stated uh, I will follow up via, via email. Shane, I sincerely regret my negative, any negative business uh, impact or inconvenience you may have experienced because of our decision regarding the limitations on your account. I have had the opportunity to review your concerns and I can shed some light on our decision. As previously advised, we have decided to place a permanent suspension on your PayPal account and no longer provide our services to you as the level of risk associated with this account is too great. This permanent suspension applies to all current PayPal accounts held by you or any further accounts you may open in the future. PayPal carefully considers several factors before making any decision to discontinue our business relationship with with an account the risk uh, the following risk factors were identified you accept payment for items prohibited under the acceptable use policy specifically for selling co combative knives on your website www.scorpion6knives.com the limitation is not a result of the personal payments you receive as you may have surmised by the the content of your email to us we have zero tolerance policy with weapons for which we make no exceptions. I understand your account has been active since 2016 and you have no experience and, and you have no and you have no experience previous limitations. However, we periodically review accounts for activity that violates our acceptable use policy. If we find a violation at this point, we are forced to act on it. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to provide some clarity. It is never a pleasure for us to part ways with a customer however it sometimes becomes necessary hmm. please feel free to contact paypal's office of executive escalations at executive office at paypal.com if any questions or concerns if you have any questions or concerns or if we can be of further assistance assistance respectively paul paypal executive escalations now i spoke to shane about this and now Shane told me that he was always told he was good, right? Because he was selling knives. Knives did not fall under the acceptable use policy. The acceptable use policy, when I looked into it, mainly pertained, pertained to firearms. It was mainly firearms, firearms, ammunition, firearms, accessories. So you had firearms, firearms, ammunition, handguns, pistols, rifles, accessories. Those were the things that were on PayPal's not acceptable to sell on there uh to use for their transaction services it says from what i was able to find i could be wrong and paypal could correct me or somebody else could correct me i was not able to find knives in there all right uh they said that it was against their acceptable their acceptable uh their acceptable policies right hold on here i'm looking for the is that word verbiage uh, their acceptable use policy, right? Persistently selling combat knives on our website, on your website, I should say. Uh, like I said, I never seen knives in there. Um, like, like he said, like I said before, when I talked to Shane, Shane was told that he was good, knives were okay, it didn't fall under that policy. And now, five years later, you're telling him it falls under that policy. I call bullshit, like I said before, and I think it's a whole lot of nonsense and ludicrous. Um, because you want to take his money before 
but now his money's not good enough. And his money that he's trying to do, he he raised for charity. Why are you blocking this man money when he's raising money for charity for the people, for 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 the victims and the people of Texas that need help? That's where this money's going to. It's not going to anything illicit. It's not going to anything off the wall. He did a fundraiser, got six k together between Venmo and PayPal. And you're going to block him from that money for up to uh, 180 days, a.k.a. six months. And you're also potentially never going to let him see the, that money, potentially never going to see the light of day to him for these charities. And it leads me to this question of why. And they say they 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 review their 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 policy every once in a while to see if anybody's. Out of regs. Excuse me. I was, try- I was trying to hold in a, a sneeze. <laughs> um, out of regs. Okay. So what about. See what I see. What's happening here. My personal opinion. I don't have any. Any empirical evidence or data or any. Uh, anything that could collaborate my thought. Just my opinion here. I think. <sighs> PayPal. Is trying to shut out small businesses because and Shane brought this up when we discussed more about this. Uh, the type of knives that they say Shane couldn't sell. And couldn't use the PayPal uh, transaction system are sold on other platforms. So he was talking about how eBay can sell his knives and use PayPal, but he can't on his own website use PayPal to sell his knives. He was also showing me. How like Dick Sporting Goods and all these other places, uh, Dick Sporting Goods, Home Depot, and all these other players, uh, Weapons Outfitters, uh, not Weapons Outfitters, I'm gonna uh, Sportsman, Sportsman's Warehouse, and all these other places were able to sell knives, which will fall under competitive knives, and use the PayPal. So you're saying big organizations can still use to use PayPal because under PayPal's policy, they are breaking the rules. They are selling combative knives or knives. Or weapon or or or, uh, or weapons that are under PayPal's policy said are not allowed to be used, not allowed to be sold, uh, not allowed to use their transaction system. But lo and behold, Sportsman Sportsman's Warehouse, all these other places, Dick Sporting Goods, uh, Bass Pro Shops. They're allowed to sell these type of combative knives, hatchets and all this other stuff, which would fall under the new policy. But they can still use PayPal, but he can't. So it's hypocrisy, one. And two, I think it's big businesses protecting each other. They're saying big business can do it, but you, you, you little small business, you can't do it because they can pick on you. They can't pick on the big businesses because if they were to do that, the sportsman warehouse. Who just who just joined Cabela and Bass Pro? If they were to do that to them, there would be a shitstorm, and there would be legal stuff left and right. So they go after the little people. It's kind of like how the ATF likes to pick on the little companies. You know, that's they like to pick on Q and they like to pick on Tommy Bill and all that other stuff. Same concept here. They're picking on the little company to uh to you know because they can they can stop them. So it's not going to stop Shane. Shane said he can just use other platforms to take payment from, which is good. But I've never used PayPal before anyway. I'm not a fan of PayPal. Um, but yeah, PayPal was on that was on that bullshit. 
So was Venmo. Venmo hasn't really given him any answer at all from what I understand talking to uh, Shane. PayPal, not PayPal, Venmo hasn't given him really answer, any answer. They just uh, suspended it until further notice and he has no access to it. Uh, they don't let, they haven't let him know when they're going to let him back into his account. I could probably get an update from him and then update you guys next week about it. But yeah, there's, there's nothing there. Um, and I think it's completely utter bullshit because these companies, I guess, take a top down approach, but they don't, there's no equal enforcement. And the only thing I ever want is equality under the law. If you're going to put policies in place, I want equality under your own policies. That means that if it goes, applies for big and small, nobody gets any special treatment. That's equality. If you break the law, you go to jail. If you break a policy, it applies to both, not one or the other, because you like one or the other. It doesn't work that way. And that's what aggravates me about this situation, because he should have access to that money. Scorpion Six Knives should be able to donate that money to the charities that they have put it towards. And he said he would still donate that money. Man is word. Respect, Shane. But you shouldn't have to you shouldn't have to put that money out of your own pocket. You shouldn't have to for that old bill. I respect you for doing it, but you already did it beforehand when you fundraised the selling selling a few of your knives through auctions. So what was the point? I don't understand why why has PayPal and Venmo now decided to stand on this mountaintop for this fight to block Shane from doing this. And you know what? It'll never make big it'll never make big time news. They're probably the only people that's probably ever gonna talk about this. It's gonna be me and a few other people. But it's never gonna make uh is it's never gonna make national news. It's never gonna make headline news. And that's and that's and that's the ridiculous part, man. It's just it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So Shane wrote a rebuttal to this whole to this whole situation. Let me look that up real quick. Okay, so Shane wrote a rebuttal for this, okay? Uh, this is Shane's rebuttal uh, to uh, PayPal concerning this situation, concerning Paul uh, from uh, Executive Escalations that uh, reached out to him through email. Uh, Thank you for attempting to reach out and speak with me. I apologize for missing your call, but would appreciate it if we can keep this conversation electronic to maintain clear and concise documentation for us and our legal team. Thank you for understanding. I am pleased that you were able able to have the time to review our questions and concerns regarding your decision to freeze our assets and ban our account for for the rest of time. It has become noticeably clear that you are a a no-nonsense business when it comes down to zero tolerance and policy on knives slash weapons, which I can respect and appreciate as a company performing in the free market. That being said, I feel it is my responsibility and obligation to inform you that I am not the only one falling out of compliance of your terms and conditions. Bass Pro Shops is selling a folding butterfly machete illegally in many states and countries, and the buyer can use PayPal to ch- uh, to check out just uh, just like our website. I have provided the link here. Gerber Double Down Folding Machete Bass Pro Shops. REI is selling a fixed blade knife that is currently being used and designed for special operations and combat. I imagine these are available for anyone. You can purchase uh, with your pay uh, with PayPal too. Here's a link: Gerber's Strong Arm Serrated Fixed Blade Knife REI uh, Co-op. Dick Sporting Good is selling a spring-assisted knife that can be shipped directly to your door using a PayPal 
uh, PayPal as a checkout merchant is even coded black to be even more non-reflective uh, when you are uh, trying to hide it. Spring assisted knives are also illegal in certain cities and, country, and, and countries. Here's a link. Uh, Gerber knives, fast draw, Tonto knife assisted open dick sporting goods. The thing that concerns me the most is I can go to eBay and purchase a Scorpion 6 knife or over 400 or or over 400 400,000 other knives and check out with PayPal with no issue even if it has in in and even have it shipped the next day since you have made me aware that your company has a zero a zero tolerance policy and even a commitment to seek out and stop these actions for our safety I look forward to hearing that you have prevented the flow of deliberate disregard of your terms and conditions with these other companies that sell much more dangerous and restrictive items than we do. Seeing that I have provided the information directly to PayPal, your CEO, CFO, and have been made aware of their activities, do not you do not need to wait for these accounts to come across your desk as it is now your corporate duty to complete a further investigation into it into it this further investigation into this correct it is not going to be investigated further. It seems as if PayPal Incorporated is discriminating against small businesses around the globe. As a business owner with finance industry experience with a Fortune 200 investment company and a college education uh, and a college education student of business, I know and empathize with the es with the escalation employee reading that is taking a salary of 50 to 60K a year to sit at a desk and fill these inquiries. It is if this notice is pushed back in disregard for the situation, then I know that you were just doing your job like most soldiers uh, being charged with work, war crimes claim, and I will continue to push this higher. This conversation, as well as all communication between Scorpion 6 Knives LLC and PayPal Incorporated are being shared with our legal team, our district slash city slash state officials, and now and the now over five million people who have been able to reach our reach out on social media, YouTube and local news affiliates. I'm looking forward to your response. And I think Shane gave a very good response, because like I said before, when I was trying to find this uh, letter that I had screenshotted uh, that Shane posted on his social media for Scorpion six is, yeah, Dick Sporting Goods are selling knives, combative knives. Aria Sabella and Combative Knives. Uh, who else did he say? He said REI, Dick Sporting Goods, and Bass Pro Shops are, are all according to according to PayPal's policy, uh, acceptability policy. They're out of they're out of regulations. So are you gonna stop them or are you just gonna go after the small businesses? Somebody you can pick on. No, no, man. It'd be on that bullshit. And we'll see how it goes, because I think they're going to give the basic baseline answer on this whole situation. And it's going to be very, very. It's going to be very, very corporate. They're going to apologize to him about the inconvenience. They're going to probably make some excuse why these companies are allowed to sell them and he's not. And they're going to say they're not bullying him. It's going to be a very corporate response when he ever does get a response. If he ever gets a response, it's going to be a very corporate one. And that's bullshit, because like I said before, uh, I feel like they're picking on small businesses, like the ATF likes to pick on small companies. 
because you're not applying your policies equally. Now, if you're applying your policies equally, dog, I, I get it, man. I get it. I ain't going to say nothing. I'll shut up right now if you're applying your policies equally. That's the type of dude I am. That's the type of man I am. I'll, I will shut the fuck up if you're applying the policies equally, but you're not. And that's the sad part. That's all I want you to do is apply your policies equally. So if you're going to come after him, if you're going to come after Shane and his, his company, then go after. Then go after Bass Pro Shop. Go after REI. Go after Dick Sporting Goods. Go after all of them equally. That's all I'm looking for, man. I ain't looking for no for, for no Masa Manos. That's all I'm looking for is equality. And what I see this as, I, I call this woke capitalism. This is what I call it as. I call it woke capitalism because why are why is it why is it unacceptable for him to sell knives knives can be used for honey knives can be used for emergencies you know what i'm saying for emergency purposes you know to cut you out of your uh, out of your car seat if you were in a car accident you know what i'm saying to use in emergency situations if you're like stranded somewhere knives are, are such a, a they, they can be utilized in so many different ways i'm looking for the proper word they can be utilized in so many different ways that it can be used for self-defense. It can be used for it can be used for hunting. It can be used for emergencies. So why are knives bad? I don't understand it. We we use knives for everything. Not only combatives, but all the other all the other things I just mentioned before. So it gets me to the point to trying to understand why knives are bad. Because they can sometimes kill people. I get that. And they can also defend life. That dichotomy of them. And I feel like in this modern day woke capitalism is that they're trying to disarm us in every way possible. They're trying to they're trying to disarm us, man. They're trying to disarm us, you know, in every way possible. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to say, if you don't agree with us, you are bad and you should not be able to do business with us. It is literally a free market. They're allowed to be sold in the U.S. He's not breaking any laws. He's doing all these things legally. Why can't the man just make a business? Why can't the man just sell his knives and make money and y'all leave him the hell alone? Why can't the man do that? Why can't Shane do that? The bigger business can make their billions of dollars and continue to continue to make their knives that are sold by that are created by other companies but this man who makes his own knives can't sell his own knives for what reason because he's small and he can be picked on like why don't you just leave people alone why why does everything this even plays into which i didn't even discuss this plays into the sons of liberty gunworks situation where their paypal suspended their their account for till the end of time saying that they can't do business with them anymore i know within the acceptable use uh the acceptable use policy or whatever from uh, from paypal that firearms falls into there but y'all was letting them do business beforehand now their business ain't good enough for you, for you again oh because y'all don't like firearms good woke capitalism you know what i'm saying woke capitalism doesn't always necessarily have to be with firearms you know what i'm saying I feel like woke capitalism falls into everything like a prime example, like Disney and Gina Carano or Disney, you know, and, you know, whitewashing, not whitewashing history. That's where wrong terminology, but Disney and trying to rewrite history and putting all the warnings in front of like older movies like Dumbo and stuff like that. We get it. It's from a different time period. 
Stop trying to censor everything. Stop trying to be so woke about everything. And this woke capitalism that they try to they try to do always backfires against them. Always. Disney backfires against them with the whole Gina Carano situation. The whole the whole putting uh, disclaimers in front of uh, older Disney movies. And it just it, why? Why? We understand there was there were different time periods and we are not to where we are today. Why all this woke capitalism? That's the way I like to classify it as is woke capitalism. And then they try to force it down your throats. And then if you're not in stepping in line with it, you're a bigot, you're a racist or you're a homophobe or transphobic. However, they want to deem you at that point in time. Because they're just trying to demonize you. And and then it's just everybody else just march marches marches in step with this woke capitalism. And I don't fucking get it, man. So at the end of the day, man, Scorpion Six did what did was right. Go support them. I know Shane said he was gonna give uh send out the money anyway. But to wrap this whole thought up and to wrap this whole thing up, go support Scorpion Six Knives. Spread this message around about Scorpion Six. Don't let this die, man. Uh, if we don't acknowledge this and we don't fight against this, you know what I'm saying, in our own ways, I feel like I should write a letter to the Escalations Department and ask them, you know, why, kind of like, kind of frame it like uh, Shane did and ask them, oh, well, why is it good for the big companies but not good for Shane, not good enough for Shane to do? To ask these questions and to get some answers and hold these people accountable because only thing Shane was trying to do was make some money and support some people. So support some some Texas communities. And now they made that that process harder because they want to not systematically enforce, but they want to enforce their policies when they deem fit. Because it was if it was systematic enforcement, everybody would have been everybody would have got it from 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 big to small. Everybody would have got it. But they ain't gonna mess with a they ain't gonna mess with a money. See, Shane brings them money, but not money. They ain't gonna mess with a big money. They ain't gonna mess with Cabela's. They ain't gonna mess with Aria. They ain't gonna mess with all of them. Cause the the amount of transactions they bring them money wise is ridiculous. And they ain't gonna mess with their money. They gonna mess with somebody they can they can kick to the curb and they ain't gonna worry about losing losing that money. But he's worried about losing that money because it affects his business. And that's a shame, man. That's a shame. Like America is becoming become this corporatocracy or however you want to clarify that classify it as. It's coming this corporatocracy and this merger of. Of state and corporate that's scary, that's dangerous and that needs to stop. Um, Because small business can't thrive. It'll only be the big box chains. It'll it'll be exactly what. Tyler Durden was talking about in Fight Club that you know you have the I the IBM Stella Sphere and Starbucks World and all that all that other nonsense same concept man where only the big box chains own things and rule the world and that's dangerous man that's dangerous and people need to see that because the way this the way this goes freedom dies and people need to realize that all right, man, that's about it for this week's podcast. I'm going to wrap it up with my uh, with my outro and we'll talk to you then.
that about wraps it up for this episode of the gear room on this week's episode i discussed the springfield armory hellcat R- rdp arrows new pcc the ecp9 and scorpion 6 knives versus paypal as i always will leave link in the descriptions below this is your boy drew from the gear room until next time peace